Kia ora and welcome to Auckland Council Heritage Unit's series of podcasts about Auckland's hidden histories. We will be sharing some stories about Auckland places, people and animals that you might not have heard about before. These stories have come out of the historical research that we do in our daily work. I'm Marguerite Hill, Heritage Researcher at Auckland Council. And I'm Rebecca Freeman, Senior Specialist Historic Heritage. In this episode, we're going to talk about Tom the Elephant, a visitor to Auckland in 1870. So why are we talking about an elephant in a podcast about Auckland? Tom's arrival in Auckland in December 1870 caused quite a stir. He was the first elephant to visit Auckland, and he came to New Zealand with his owner, Prince Alfred, the Duke of Edinburgh. He was quite a sensation, and he attracted spectators wherever he went. Who was Tom the Elephant? So Tom was a probably four-year-old Asian elephant. He was um, measured in 1871 and he was recorded as being six feet four inches tall, which is 193 centimetres, and weighing about half a tonne. He was described as reddish brown in colour and he had silver rings in his ears. Tom was known by at least three different names during his life, Jung, Tom and then Prince Tom. If you want to um, find out what he looked like, you can find some photographs of him online if you search for Prince Tom Elephant. Where did he come from? Newspaper accounts suggest that Tom came from Nepal. He was given to Prince Alfred, the Duke of Edinburgh, by Sir Young Bahadur Rana, who was ruler of Nepal at the time. Tom was known as Young at first, after the man who had given him to the prince. And who was the prince? The prince was Prince Alfred Ernest Albert, the Duke of Edinburgh, who was Queen Victoria's second son. He was a Royal Navy captain and he was travelling on a Navy ship called the HMS Galatea. It wasn't an official royal visit, but he dropped in on the colonies, including India, Sri Lanka, Australia and New Zealand. So why was the prince given an elephant? Members of royal families are given all kinds of special and expensive gifts. Elephants are culturally significant to the people of Nepal, so the gift of an elephant would have had added meaning. And elephants were particularly special to young Bahadurana, who was the leader of Nepal at the time. He was a famed elephant hunter, and he oversaw the increased domestication of elephants in Nepal during his rule, where they were used as beasts of burden. While Prince Albert was in Nepal, Rana arranged a ceremonial tiger hunt, with the hunters riding elephants. The prince was allowed the honour of shooting the tiger. There was a large feast afterwards and gifts were made to Prince Alfred. Tom the elephant and a baby tiger were among the gifts. An elephant on a ship, how did Tom get to New Zealand? So once the prince had the elephant, he didn't really have much choice but to bring him with him for the rest of his tour. Tom spent quite a few months on the Galatea, becoming part of the crew. He had his own hut on the upper deck of the ship. He was very popular with the sailors, who fed him leftovers from their meals and even gave him tobacco, which apparently disagreed with him. He was described as being as playful as a kitten, but aware of the damage that he could do to the humans on board. He was even allocated a rum ration, like the sailors, but he never got drunk. Apparently Tom had impressive sea legs and he didn't get seasick either. The sailors gave him rum and leftovers? Yeah, uh, during the 19th century, people had very different ideas about wild and captive animals. Zoos weren't really for scientific study at the time. People went there to be entertained rather than educated. So your average person wouldn't really have known much about the habitat or diet of an Asian elephant. 
but you do wonder about the rum. Um, because elephants could take instruction, they were often used as beasts of burden or to transport um, heavy loads. And so Tom was put to work during his journey. He was used to haul 300 tonnes of coal on a wharf. And a newspaper at the time said he did the work of about 30 men. It was also noted that initially he did not want to do the job and that, quote, a little coaxing and quiet treatment was required. So let's hope it was just that. He was also used to haul ropes on the ship. Who looked after Tom on board the ship? Initially, Tom was looked after by his mahout, who Tom had probably known his entire life. Mahouts are elephant riders and trainers who are bonded to an elephant. But for some reason, Tom's mahout was dismissed and we don't know what happened to him. He did manage to train a Marine Corporal, William Patton, um, in how to look after Tom before he left and how to give Tom commands, which would have been in a Nepali language, probably. Newspaper reports, which is all we have to go on, suggest that Patton was very fond of Tom and that Tom accepted Patton as his keeper. What happened when they arrived in Auckland? The arrival of the Galatea caused a great deal of excitement. Um, as well as the arrival of the Prince, people had also heard about the animals that were on board. Um, very few people in Auckland in the 1870s would have seen a real live elephant before, and there was a lot of excitement, especially from local children. Newspaper articles talked about the arrival of the ship, its exotic crew, and the offloading of Tom and his chum, a tortoise. Um, the tortoise had also been a gift to the prince somewhere along the way. Um, we don't know what happened to him or her, um, but evidently it was very docile and it was popular with local children. When Tom arrived, or the day after Tom arrived, he was walked from the bottom of Queen Street to his temporary home at Albert Barracks, and the tortoise came along too. Why was he kept at Albert Barracks? Auckland Zoo didn't exist at the time. It wasn't opened until 1922. So an alternative accommodation had to be found for Tom. The Albert Barracks had a stout stone wall around an enclosure of about 50 acres of grass. So Tom would have room to roam and plenty, to, plenty of grass to eat as well. Um, the sailors from the Galatea were also housed nearby. A temporary structure was built to keep him protected from the elements, but apparently it didn't last long. He just walked through it um, during the middle of the night. Tom managed to escape his enclosure at least twice. Uh, the second time he made it to the home of a government official and he spent the night on their veranda, which must have been a bit of a surprise to the family. What was the Albert Barracks? So Tom was housed at the Albert Barracks, which were a permanent camp where British military forces were based to protect Auckland in case of invasion during the New Zealand wars. When Tom was staying there in 1870, the area was officially changing from being a military space to a public one, and for many years people had used it as a shortcut um, anyway. Um, the area was landscaped as a park in the 1880s, and it became Albert Park, and you can still see parts of the barracks walls at the University of Auckland. Tom stayed at the barracks for about five weeks, while the Prince was travelling around the rest of New Zealand. Tom was very popular with the public. What did he do while he was here? Tom was taken for walks around Auckland, maybe every day, led by his new keeper, the sailor William Patton. Tom was very popular and attracted a crowd wherever he went. He even managed to suspend the work of the Provincial Council, which was an early parliament, when he walked past their building and all the politicians jostled to see him out of the window. How did the public respond to him? 
He was seen as a bit of a public spectacle. Um, he was taken to places like the Domain for events. Um, in early January 1871, about 1,500 children attended a Sunday school picnic. And Tom came along, and according to newspaper reports, he contributed very much to the general pleasure. People were also allowed to visit him at Albert Barracks, and it seems they were allowed to interact with him. Um, while Tom was seen to be very patient with children and ladies who tried to pet him, it's unclear whether people actually rode on him. Um, several newspaper articles suggest that he would allow children and ladies to climb on him, but instead of giving them a ride, he would let them slide down off his back, very gently, onto the ground. This appears to have been something his keeper taught him to do. Um, then there's other newspaper reports that say that people did write him, so it's quite hard to know exactly what happened. And something that you, we've found is that a lot of the stories about Tom seem to have been embellished or conflated in the newspapers, so it's hard to know exactly how he behaved. Newspapers do record two incidents where Tom reacted to mistreatment by members of the public. Um, on one occasion, some children tried to feed him stones, pretending that they were bread, and another time some children twisted his tail and caused him pain. I don't really think you can blame him, but he, the children must have been pretty scared as Tom trumpeted at them and supposedly chased them and then battered them gently with his trunk. No one was injured though. Oglanders heard about Tom's sweet tooth, didn't they? Like the sailors who seemed to feed him everything and anything, Aucklanders also decided they were going to give him treats. Um, they bought him bread and beer, which he reportedly enjoyed drinking. There are lots of newspaper articles um, expressing concern about Tom's drinking habits. Apparently he could drink gallons of beer in a day. He was particularly fond of biscuits and bread and jam, and he also ate lollies. And there are some urban legends about Tom too. There is a story about Tom which is often repeated, but there is no contemporary evidence for. It was widely reported that Tom was put to work hauling basalt to the top of Mangafau Mount Eden for a surveyor's marker. Um, Mount Eden is used as a triangulation point for surveying because it's the highest natural point on the Auckland Isthmus. And it's a really good story, an elephant dragging basalt, bluestone, volcanic rock up to the top of the mountain. But so far, no one has found any original material that supports the claim. There's no contemporary newspaper reporting about Tom going to Mount Eden, and considering how interested in him people were, that's surprising. The obelisk was not completed until 1872, sometime after Tom had left the country. So other people were re researching this at the moment, and let's hope they get to the bottom of the story. How long was he here for? So Tom was only here for about five weeks. Uh, the ship Galatea and several other Navy ships left Auckland on the 16th of January, 1871. Um, people were clearly sad to see them go. Um, newspaper articles report that there were um, crowds of people waving them off and there were bands playing um, and that Tom is said to have farewelled the people of Auckland with a series of grand salams or deep bows. And what happened next? After visiting New Zealand, the Galatea went home, arriving in England in the summer of 1871. Once he arrived in England, Tom was shifted to London Zoo in June of that year, and then to Sandringham Zoo in August. Tom was being transported to his new home by train. Unfortunately, he panicked and accidentally crushed his keeper, William Patton, who was in the same carriage. Patton had been demobbed from the Navy and was going to be Tom's keeper in his new life in England. And Tom ended up in Ireland? 
Yeah, Tom was later transferred to Dublin Zoo, where he became a popular exhibit. There he was known as Prince Tom or Prince Tommy because of his royal association. In Dublin, he gave rides to zoo visitors, which was a common practice in zoos during the Victorian period. It's the same time you kind of get um, chimpanzee tea parties and things like that as well. Apparently, he still had a fondness for buns, and one of his tricks was to purchase buns from a refreshment kiosk with coins. According to Dr. Martin Linney, the curator at Trinity College, Tom came up with this behaviour himself, noticing that zoo visitors got food in return for coins, and so he started asking visitors and zoo staff for coins himself. But unfortunately, Tom's story has a sad ending. He spent his last years in his enclosure and yard rather than roaming the zoo and giving people rides. When his former owner, Prince Alfred, visited Dublin, Tom was considered too dangerous to walk in public to see him. Prince Tom died in 1882 of unknown causes at about 16 years of age. The average age of an Asian elephant in captivity today is 48. After his death, he was taken to Trinity College Department of Anatomy and dissected. His skeleton is now on display at the Trinity College Zoological Museum. I'd like to end with another story about Tom and his time in Auckland. I mentioned that the second time he managed to leave the Albert Barracks grounds by himself, he ended up camping on someone's veranda for the night. On the first occasion, it seems like he was looking for the sailors he had spent time with on the Galatea. Newspaper reports say that he found their washing hanging out to dry and ripped it up. However, the newspaper reports that the sailors didn't mind, saying that it was just his idea of fun. I'd like to acknowledge Lisa Trapman, who runs the historical blog Time Spanner, and historian Liz Clark, who have both researched and written about Tom's life and the history of elephants in New Zealand, and they've both advised me about this podcast. Margaret Coldham and Christine Luton have also produced a children's book about Tom's time in Auckland called Prince Alfred's Elephant. Thank you for listening to our podcast about Tom the Elephant. If you enjoyed this, you can check out our other podcast about Auckland's hidden histories, including the stories of Queen Street and Simone Nathan, visionary leader in women and children's welfare. <laughs>